0: Well, hey there, and welcome back to Above Par. It's nice to have you here and listening to this podcast. I hope you're having a beautiful week so far. So I got to tell you, too, last week's podcast really resonated with a lot of you on the word should and how many times we use that during a round or during a day or when we say it to other people or people in our lives. And I appreciate all the feedback and uh, sharing with me on how much it's resonating with you and making a difference in your golf game and your life. So thank you so much. And I wanted to also tell you that I have a new mental game assessment out. If you want to see how strong your mental game is, it's a short two-minute quiz that you can take. And regardless of your score, you get a quick start guide to master your mental game. And in the guide, I have six steps that you can start using to build your mental muscle, along with a list of words besides should, other words that we say to ourselves before we hit a shot or we might say to ourselves after a shot or a round that really do not serve us or benefit us. So I made a list in there of those and also alternative caddy phrases, I call them words that you can decide to say on purpose. Instead, to replace those words, I have a list of those in there as well. So if you are interested in that taking the assessment and getting the guide, you can head to kathyhartwood.com forward slash quiz. All right, so today I want to talk to you about a very common way that we limit our growth on the golf course and in life. It's the labels that we place on ourselves, the names that we call ourselves. These are beliefs that we have about who we are and how we show up. They can seem so innocent and so believable, but they hold us back. They can give us an out or an excuse when we don't live up to our potential or when we play small. We will often argue for these limitations. We want to be right and prove to ourselves and to others that this is indeed a fact. And I want to give you some examples and put this into context for a few things on and off the golf course. Of course, I'll use myself as an example and share some labels I have about me and my golf game. So it's pretty much a running joke in my family on how horrible I am with names, like really bad. I even tell people when I meet them that I'll probably mess up their name like three times before I get it right. (laughs) And I usually give myself a passing grade if I'm close, like if I get most of the letters right, or it rhymes, or it just makes sense. (laughs) And of course, that's my opinion. My kids are like, Mom, really? That's ridiculous. They're like, all right, close enough. (laughs) I had a neighbor once, his name was Cy, and I could not get that right. So I always called him Sid. My husband used to go, it's sigh. He gets so angry at me. Sigh. I'm like sigh, Sid, Sigh Sid. I had another neighbor who was Italian and had a very long Italian name and his name was Tommy but it, that didn't make sense. He should have been a Tony. So I called him Tony all the time. Oh my gosh, my friend who lived right in between us would laugh at me all the time because I never got their names right. And then I just lost so much confidence that I was saying it correctly anyway. And the last few years, last several years, actually, I participated in this golf event. It's called the Gurus of Golf. It's in Memphis, and it raises money for the Bonner's Children's Hospital. And this year, I had force a foursome of great guys. They all knew each other really well. But I told them when I showed up that I said, listen, it's gonna take me three times to get your name right. <laughs> I said, I'll probably mess it up three times. But the more I make mistakes, then I learn from my mistakes. But as the day progressed, I doubted that I knew their name. So I would double check the little sign on the cart that had their names in it. And I use that as a reference. So I'd see that they sit in that cart. Okay, it's, I remember their names, but they switched carts. <laughs> so I kept screwing up all day. Oh my God, I had to start looking at their bag tags to get it right. But this is the thing, I label myself as a person and I have for years who's just bad at names. I really, really noticed this this past trip to Memphis, and I argue for my limitations. But by doing so, I limit my ability to get better at names, to figure out a system or a method to remember names. I don't even try really to make an effort because that's who I am. I'm a person who's not good with names. Why bother? I give myself a pass. I introduce myself as a person who's just bad with people's names. As far as golf, I've told you the story on on this podcast several times about my putting and how I labeled myself a person who just wasn't a good putter. And just like with names, I would prove it to myself over and over again because we like to be right and we search for evidence. We mess up a name or we miss a putt and say, see, it's true. I'm bad with names or I'm a weak putter. It really takes you slowing down. And noticing the labels you call yourself and ask if it is true. Do I want to keep this label? Is it possible I could be wrong? Is it who I want to be? The moment that everything changed for me and my putting, like a 180 in a moment of a day when I questioned the thought that I was always going to struggle with my putting, I decided at that moment to believe something else, even though I didn't have a bunch of proof. It wasn't easy because my brain had hung on to that thought for a long time. I had to be very deliberate about that, about deciding to let that go and deciding to create a different version of myself that was going to serve me and my golf game better. I wanted to up level. I wanted to be a person who was a really strong putter. So let me share some things that I hear a lot and then start looking at different ones that might connect with you. It could be like me about a shot in your game. You could say things like, I'm not a very good driver. I'm not a very good chipper. I'm not very good at the bunker. That is a big one, actually, the bunker. So many people tell themselves that they suck out of the bunker. And while you might have evidence of that, that you have shots that you've missed and you blade them across the greens, the more that you think that thought, the more you're going to keep providing evidence. You're going to stand in the bunker and your brain is going to go, psst, don't forget, you suck in the sand. Right. You are for sure not going to make your best swing. It's kind of like how I introduced myself to the foursome in Memphis, telling them ahead of time that I was bad at names. It's like we give out our bios. Like I'm Kathy, I grew up in Buffalo, I have three daughters, I'll forget your name in about 30 seconds, and I'm also not a very good putter. <laughs> right? Some of those are facts and you know, you just can't change those things and some of those are limitations that we place on ourselves. You might also label yourself as a certain type of player. I'm a person who doesn't get off to a good start. Or doesn't finish well, has blow up holes, loses momentum, gets tired all the time. Even telling yourself that you're a person who just gets tired makes you tired, for sure. Start telling yourself the story that you're a person who has enough energy to get through 18 holes, not a problem, and watch that start showing up for yourself. Maybe you label yourself someone who doesn't play well in competition or with strangers, or slow play, or in the rain, or under pressure. You might say that you're a person who doesn't like when people watch them play golf. That's just who I am. Now, that might be true, but that doesn't help you. Is that an area for you to have some growth? Because that means that every time someone comes out and watches you play golf, or just happens watch you hit a golf shot, then you're going to struggle. Doesn't mean you have to like it, but can you start telling yourself a different story? For instance, I'm a person who does not like slow play. I would much rather play in three hours with nobody on the golf course. (laughs) But I can adapt to slow play. We can also say things about our personality on the golf course. I've had people say to me that I'm just analytical. I'm type A. I'm just chatty. I'm just overly competitive. I'm a perfectionist. There's nothing I can do about it. I promise you I'm a perfectionist and it did not help my golf game. But I put it in the closet when I realized how detrimental it was to my game. I made a decision. I know it will pop up every once in a while, but it was not serving me to call myself a perfectionist. Sometimes we label ourselves those things like it's a sentence, like that we're kind of stuck that way and we can't help it. I just care what other people think. That's who I am. That's fine. You can care what other people think, but is it helping you on the golf course? Is it showing up where it's limiting your ability to take your talent on the course? That's something to look at. Do you want to keep labeling yourself a person that you can't stop caring what other people think? Or do you want to decide to show up as your true authentic self? I'm just a negative talker. I'm just hard on myself. That's who I am. That's why I do all the things I do on the golf course. This is a great example of how we use it as an excuse to give ourselves a pass. Along with, I'm just anxious. I'm just a person who gets nervous. That's why I struggle. That can be true, but you have more power over that than you think. And when you label yourself that way, you give away all your power. Could you also learn how to manage your nervousness? Can you be curious on why you're getting nervous in the first place? Are there opportunities for you to grow and change and think something different to manage your anxiety so that it's not controlling you as much out on the golf course and probably off the golf course too? How about I'm just a person who's late. Sorry, showed up late again. You know me, that person who runs late all the time right? That person who never warms up. I've had people tell me that, yeah, I just show up to the golf course late. I don't have time to warm up. I can't change it. And that's why I don't get off to a good start. Now, some of these may resonate with you and some of them may not, but I want you to take an opportunity to look at the story that you tell yourself. How would you introduce yourself on the first tee? Look at all those thoughts that are, I am a person who thoughts. Ask yourself, are they true? Could you prove them in a court of law and would everyone agree with you? Even if you have evidence like my putting, does it serve you to keep thinking it? Is there something that you could think differently that would help you play better or change the way that you show up? Because I promise you, for the most part, unless it has to do with where you live or how many kids you have or any other part of your bio, chances are there's something in there that can shift. Be curious where do you want to up level? I have made a commitment to quit calling myself a person who's bad with names. (laughs) I'm going to start reminding myself that sometimes I get names right and remember them longer than 30 seconds, particularly if they look like their names. (laughs) I'm going to put my brain to work looking for evidence that I'm right. And now it's your turn take a look. How do you label yourself on and off the golf course? Sometimes they serve you and sometimes they don't. Decide if you want to keep them and if they're holding you back. Maybe there is something else possible. Maybe something you never thought possible. Step into the version of the person that you want to be. All right, my friends, I hope you have an amazing week saying beautiful things to yourself and look for areas of growth. And I'll talk to you next time.